Let me tell you about our first speaker um, and where he comes from and just a little bit about what he's about. You know, I've been to Israel now 31 times, and I lived when I was there, the first time I went, up at the border with Lebanon when there was a buffer zone with a guy named Major Saad Haddad. He was a Lebanese man. And our first speaker was born in Lebanon. Uh, Kamal Salim was born to a large Sunni Muslim family in the heart of the Middle East, Beirut, Lebanon. Kamal was recruited by the Muslim Brotherhood at a very early age and completed his first mission to Israel at the age of seven. After several years in his late teens, Kamal was also recruited by the PLO, the Palestinian Liberation Organization, and other radical Muslim groups. The many years of his terrorist training resulted in Kamal mastering every form of offensive as well as defensive terrorist tactics. He is an ex-terrorist. Kamal is here to tell you about the X part and the remarkable story of changing from a terrorist to a Christian evangelist. Please welcome Kamal Salim. Good morning, Church of God. How are you doing this morning? It is amazing that when I was in the other side of the world and I was looking at you as the people that I hate, I wanted to kill. In 1985, the Lord spoke to me and I had an encounter with Christ Jesus that changed my life completely. And I said, what do I do, Lord, today? These people I hated at one time and didn't know what to do with them. He said, these are my priesthood. These are my royal priesthood, my children. Treat them in likeness. I'm going, that's horrible, Lord. They're cocky, they're Christians. He says, I am, that I am. So today, as I stand before you, I stand in a privilege as a brother. And I'm thanking you for coming and taking your precious time to be here today. Pastor Chip, thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be in the presence of uh, General Jerry Boykin today too. I am just in awe to be in front of you today. I want to talk a little bit about our ministry. Our ministry is called Qum. Qum is an Aramaic word that came from the Old Testament and from Jesus Christ. It is when Jesus came and he looked at Lazarus after he's been dead for days. And he stood before his graveyard and he says, Lazarus, come, arise. And a new life was given to him. He really meant business. There's two, there's two things, you know, two command in Christianity that God gives us. The first one is come. Arise, I'm sending you, you are on a mission. And the second one is sit down, hush, and be still, and learn. So we have to learn about these two. The second one, his encounter with Talithia, when he grabbed by the, head, by the hand and he said, Talithia, kumi. And a new life was given to her. My encounter with Christ in 1985 brought me to this new coming, where Jesus said to me, Kamal. Come, arise. And today, I arise before you in hope that you arise with me. 
for this latest and greatest move of God that the whole world right now, the enemies and the power of God standing on both lines, and the war has been drawn. Today we have few product out there on our table. Some of the product I want to really highlight, these products are very, very educational. Many speakers, they come and leave, and they don't leave information. But today we want to leave powerful information. Farewell Israel is one of the most and powerful DVD you will ever own. It's about four hours. It teaches about Islam from beginning all the way to the end, historically sound. And I recommend it highly. The Jesus film, this will educate you how to know how to speak to the Muslim as well. The Jesus film is where many Muslims are coming to Christ by seeing this. Because once they open their heart, the next thing, God is speaking to them and they're having their encounter. Obsession, by now everybody knows what obsession is about. It is a critical piece to know what's happening in your country, in your world. Then I have few of those left, the three exters, three terrorists that came to Christ, and today they speak the language of God and not the language of jihad. Then I have Kamal Salim and Redshir. About 70 Muslims came to Christ watching this DVD. It's my life story that challenged the Muslim to know the real true God. The new barbarian, how they're training children to kill from their infancies. While America watch TV and watch the news and watch their commercial and went to their favorite diners, we were training from our childhood. And this is similar to my story, how I trained. In our backyard, that's a little booklet. That's our first, one, our first release as a book. And this book, is it talks about what's happening behind the scene in America and how they're fulfilling their agenda. That's nobody's seeing, but it's lurking slowly but surely. In Satan's footsteps, it shows you where all the false religion and Islam have the same similarity and the common path. These are very good. And there's several other things. There's one on prophecies on, on jihad. Uh, I always want to do this like a celebrity. I want to give one of my DVDs. Away. <clears throat> now I feel like celebrity. <laughs> Let the world know. Isaiah 14, 13 through 14. This is very critical, and I want you to walk with me because we are short on time, and we're going to have to pa- press through this, so... Get your pencil ready because a lot of good information to take, especially for those who are taking notes. The word of God in Isaiah, and he said, this is conversation. God is speaking to Satan. This is in Isaiah 14. And he said, you said in your heart, I will ascend to the heaven. I will rise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on a mount of the assembly. At the most high place, the sacred mountain, I will ascend above the top of the cloud. I will make myself like the most high. Satan doesn't have a heart. And God searched his heart. By his pride, pride and ego, Satan has risen above God. Today, 
A spirit of Islam is, has a prideness and it has ego and has rebelliousness. The same spirit that drives the millions, 1.5 billion Muslim want to change the world. You say, why is this happening? You follow after the spirit that you worship. If you're in Christ-likeness, you want to love your enemy and you want to forgive your enemy. And you want to be brother. But when they want to kill you, it's that same spirit that wants to change the world. Now let's go to Revelation 12, 7 through 17. And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough. And they lost their place in heaven. The great, dragon, the great dragon was hurled down, the ancient serpent, called the devil or Satan. When the dragon saw that he had been hurled to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to make war against her and her offspring, those who obeyed God's commandment and hold the testimony of Jesus Christ. Today our battle is not against flesh and blood. Today our battle is against principality, against Satan himself, that's coming to change our world because the promises that he made against God. Now I want to go further, and we're going to put all this together. Habakkuk 1, 2 through 11. Habakkuk now is talking to God, and he's having a conversation with God, and he said, How long, O Lord, must I call for your help? But you do not listen, or I cry to you violently, but you do not save. And the Lord said to Habakkuk, listen to me, young man. Look at the nation and watch. Be utterly amazed, for I'm going to do something in your days. That's your days. That would not believe even if I were told you. I am raising up the Babylonians, the Chilidans, the Iranian and the Iraqis, in power. God spoke about this. The ruthless and hot-headed people I am rising up. And then he goes in 11 and he said, They sweep by like the wind and pass on and they load themselves with guilt. Islam today is... What does Islam mean? Let me see your hand if anyone knows what Islam means, the word Islam. Okay. What does Islam mean? Say it loud. Some say it's submission, some, some something else. I'm here to tell you. To be a Muslim, you have to take your suit and hang it out. And that suit is you. Islam today is slavery. Because in the Quran, Allah referred to his people as his slaves. And in order to become Muslim, you have to surrender self, mind, heart, spirit, soul, body, everything. And you become completely enslaved by that spirit. And now you are led. Now you go, well, is that true? And how did it happen? We'll go over that. But those people whose their own power is their own God. Their power is their own God. And these people, they call their strength their God. Every place you hear after they kill somebody, what do you hear? Allahu Akbar! Allahu Akbar! Declaring the glory of Allah. Well, so that murder has been ordered and they have followed. 
you go like, how did that happen? I want to go with you over Islam 101. This is very fast too. Allah is God of Islam. Muhammad is his prophet. The Quran is the book that's been given to Muhammad, is the holy Muslim book. Equal to the Bible in the Muslim understanding. The surah, the surah is like a book in the Quran. So you say the book of John, in there in the, in the Bible, in the Quran, it will be surah al-Namla, which is the ant, the book of ant. A lot of them are after insects and animals in there. In the Quran. Ayah is a verse in the Quran. So when we say the Quran said in surah so and so, ayah so and so, that's mean the surah and the verse and the hadith. And then comes the hadith. The hadith is the most what drives the Muslim world today from one side to the other. Hadith is the Muhammad language. What Muhammad said, what Muhammad said do, what Muhammad said do not do. What Muhammad said, this is how the world is going to take place. Today, Sharia law, Sharia is the law of Islam. Sharia law, the whole Muslim world are driven by that law. America has a constitution. Islam has a constitution. When a Muslim comes to Canada and Europe and many different places and try to permit Sharia to be among the constitution of that country, all of a sudden you're inserting a new constitution that has no equality to the other one. And sooner or later, that constitution take over this constitution and crush it to inviolent. That's what the hadith means. Ummah means one world order. Imam is a word that comes derivative from Ummah. Imam is a leader who would lead multitude of Muslim in one area or another. The grand Imam is the one who leads many Imam. Fatwa is a judgment. These are very important to understand. The word of God says, my people perish for the lack of what? Knowledge. And today, this knowledge is given to you from my story. Living among these people, living that life, we want to destroy your world and we killed many of you at one time. But today, we bring that secret out to say this is the truth and that's why the enemy hate us for. Now, Imam is a grand Imam who leads many Imams. My cousin... He is the grand imam. He's the holy of holy of Islam. He's the one who releases sharia. Kamal Salim is no longer Christian. And he was a Muslim warrior. I mean, he's no longer uh, Muslim. And he's a Muslim warrior at time now. He is warring for Christianity. Kamal Salim must be killed. Just what happened to Salman Rushdie, to Saadiyya Aizel, and many other. And what happened to uh, that gentleman in Denmark? who had just been killed on the street uh, because he changed his faith. So fatwa, it goes out and allow people to be killed. Islam is the only religion in the world that allows killing by law, murder by law. That's very important to understand. So now we want to go back where we left. We said we'll come back to this. 
that spirit that leads and guide, that is where Muhammad had his first encounter. He had his first encounter in a desert in a cave called Hiraiq, the flame in hell. Outside of Mecca, before Islam came about, the people of that side of the world, what did they do? They came and they fasted for the month of Ramadan. And they thought gods, different gods. Muhammad went to this cave and he was seeking God. Their God at that time, their God at that time, the great God, his name is Hubal. H-U-B-A-A-L. Hubal. Which is, that's the great Allah. The great Allah and Hubal are the same God. And we'll talk about this more. When he went to the cave, as Muhammad sat over there, and he was just not sure what to do, a spirit appeared before him in power and fire. And that spirit said to him, Muhammad, Iqra! Muhammad, read! He said, what do I read? He said, Muhammad, Iqra! What do I read? Muhammad, Iqra! And he didn't know what to read. And that spirit manifested in him and took power. And now he read. You see, today, it's very important to understand what kind of door you open in your life. What kind of life you allow. The show that you see, the things that you do. And who do you trust in your country? Who do you elect? Who you vote for? All of it is given to you. And one day, God is going to ask you and me, what have you done with my gift that I've given you? I've given you five. I've given you three I've given you two. I've given you one talent. What have you done with it? I followed the rest. I did because I did what I did because that's what I liked. I didn't care about you. So we know what happened there in that story. It is very important to rise up in our belief and what spirit we allow. That spirit dominated. Hubel is God of Egotism, you know, he is uh, a god of pride. He sat on a high place. He was a god made out of precious jewel. It was red. His right arm was gold because it was cut off at one time. And the Muslim called herself the right hand of God. And that golden hand extended out of him. In his arm sat a stone. That stone fell out of the heaven. It was just one of those meteors that fell and entered the earth. And now as it fell and entered the earth, what happened? The Croatian tribes took it out there and put it in the hands of Hubel. It's a black rock. The black rock had speckles inside of it, yellow and red. These are very important to come about. Today... This is the word of God to you, Jeremiah 1, 17 and 19. And the Lord said to his people, you are his people, right? And the Lord would say to you, get yourself ready. Stand up and say whatever I command you. Do not be terrified by them or I will terrify you before them. That says the Lord. And the Lord continued to say, they will fight against you, but will not overcome you. For I am with you, and I will rescue, 
declares the Lord the Most High God. These are the promises of God to you. We could not be weenies. Jesus was not a weenie. He went to the temple and he declared. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. But this is the most wonderful thing. And this is where you come here. Jesus, before he made and declared victory of, over Satan. After he defeated him and did miracles and changed the world. Jesus defeated Satan in his wilderness. If you have not defeated Satan in your wilderness and you're saying, how come I am not an effective Christian? I say and I challenge, defeat him right there where there's nobody. And when you come out, your coming out will be so great. You will lay your hand on a sick and they'll recover. You'll command the demon out of somebody and said, come out and he will be out. Why? Because you came to know God in you. Greater is he that is in me than he the one in the world. <laughs> Today there's over three million mosques all over the world. Those mosques, three of three thousand mosques in the United States of America alone. That's without that's without the you know the Muslim center they're opening all over the place. These mosques have the crescent and the star. Can Anyone tell me what the crescent and star stand for? Okay. The crescent, and this is very important. We talked about Isaiah 13 and 14. I mean 14, 13 and 14. I will ascend to the heaven. I will rise my throne above the star of God. The crescent is the new birth. Is the new dawn, is the new era, the new coming. And that crescent exalt that star that sit over there, the falling star that fell out of heaven. What did Jesus say to Satan? I have seen you falling out of heaven like what? Like lightning. You're dead. Today, over those millions of mosques, they raise those stars and they cry, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. They exalt their God above all other gods. Why? Because Satan said, I will rise. I will make myself above the host of the heavens. I will make myself like the most high God. Those manaras or manuras erect on high places. And they sit right there with the star and the moon defiling the God of the heavens. This is what we're dealing with. You see, Abraham had a son. His name was Ishmael. When Ishmael rebelled against his dad after he declared Isaac is the promised son, Ishmael rebelled against his father and against the God of his father. Do you get it, people of God? And today, that sin that took place like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden took place 
with Abraham and Sarah. And that sin manifested in the flesh. Just like Jesus manifested in the flesh. And Jesus came manifesting to rescue us. That manifestation today of the sin of the Father can change our world. Today, my challenge to you, fathers. The head of the household that God called you to be. What is your example? What are you doing at the end of the night? What are you doing during the day? Do you hold one standard at the office and one standard before your family and one standard when you're alone? Thus says the Lord, I search the heart and I search the heart daily. And I give to every heart according to his intention. As a warrior of God, we must rise. We must shake the dust of our feet and rise up warrior and say, Lord, I had enough. Have your way with me. Make me the head of my household. Capture my heart. Let your Holy Spirit arrest me. That I may be a follower. In your look. About five years ago, I was praying. When I was praying, at night when my wife goes to sleep, I go to have my affairs with God. This is when I go to have my fix. I run to him Daddy, 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 father. And I fall on my knees and I worship right there. Our battle is won on our knees. Jesus in the garden was on his knees and he declared the glory of the Lord. And I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm praying. And I heard the voice of God in a whisper. And he said, come on, you walk with me as a vomit to my palate. Dude, I'm praising you here. I'm saying I love you. Dude, what's wrong with you? You walk with me as a vomit to my palate. Lord, I don't know what to do. That's all I know how to do. All I know how to do is to walk with you. The prostitute walked with me, he said. The Roman soldiers, the murderers, the thieves, the liars, the tax collectors. Everyone walked with me. Judas walked with me. And everyone had purpose. What is your purpose today with me? What is your purpose today with me? What is your purpose? Huh? To be a follower of Christ? Well, the only way you can please me is to walk in me. Well, how do we walk in you? The word of God says in him we live and move and have our being. Kingdom of God, listen. We got to understand how to walk in God. In him, there is freedom. There is power. There is healing. There is answer to all the issues that we're facing. Even the flood of Islam that's come and wanted to destroy our world. And I said, how do I go into that place? He said, fast of yourself. Deny yourself. And I will rise in you. And you will rise in me. You see that there's that place in the holies of holies. In the holy of holies. In the temple. There's the outer court and there's the inner court. 
The majority, 166% of humanity stay outside in the outer court because they sin every day. And they give offering sacrifice for their sin. But the inner, inner court, it's an invitation. When you enter to that place, right there on the right side, there's the bread that's set. The altar of bread. And this is where you take this and you become flesh of his flesh and bone of his bones. This is when the groom told the bride in the Israelite in the old days, he said, eat my flesh and become part of me. It's a marriage. He's inviting us to have a deeper, tighter relationship. A relationship of love. A relationship of victory. A relationship of honor and glory. And then you have that place which is the menorah. There where you sit up there and the light of God saturates you. And you stand in his light where it cleanses even the every being of you. And then you come to that place, the altar of incense. The altar of incense is where you sit before God and it's no longer about you. It's no longer about what you eat or you drink. It's no longer about how you live. It's no longer about anything. That's where Elijah and Elisha walked. This is where a lot of God men walked. That's where Moses walked. And at that altar of incense, you forget about you. And it's all about him. And now, all of a sudden, you find yourself that curtain has no door. Has no doors. That's where Jesus opened by his dying and rising up. Where he ripped that curtain open. Today it's open for all of us. But that curtain, nobody can enter but by invitation. And as you worship in there, all of a sudden you enter his inner room and you stand in his presence. And that is living in him. It's a love story that the Most High God sat down and he wrote. And he signed it by his precious blood. And he said, it is finished. I completely went out of my message. (laughs) Statistic today. There's a lot of statistic I'm going to throw at you. The world population increased by 2.3% annually. Islam increases at 2.9% annually. That's 0.6% faster than the world growth by birth. At the level 1.5 billion Muslims present about 23 of the world population. By the year 2020, they will be the largest and the biggest nation on earth. Studies show 15% 15 to 18% of the Muslims, they hold the faith and understanding of the view of infidelisms, which is people who do not believe in Allah must die. That's between 150 and 180 million people who want to kill. That's more than a half population of the United States of America. Only the Christian faith is larger at threat at this time. We are at 33%, but they're closing on us and behind us at that race. The, ra- the range of Muslims in the United States of America, they are 1 million in adult and 7.5 million adult and children. The new children are growing up 
speaking your language, having your understanding, knowing your constitution, living among you, and they are the larger number. There is over three million mosques in the United States of America. Every eight and a half days, eight and a half days, a new mosque opened in the United States of America. How many churches did we open last year? Their favorite mosque is the church that shut the door. I have a friend in North Carolina. He's in high real estate, in commercial and residential. These people, the Muslim over there, General, they met with him and they said, we want you to be our front man. We want you to buy any churches out there for sale. Anything. It is when they buy the church, they break the cross down, according to what the Bible said, uh, the Quran said. And they plant the crescent facing Mecca. And this is where they sail in your face, where you have failed. We have won. Dallas, Texas, Vermont Hotel and Ritz Hotel have mosques in their hotel. And they're about to put mosques all over their hotels because the Saudis, the UAE people, all this stuff, all these people stay at their hotels. So they put mosques for them. I've never seen church over there. Today, the Wahhabi lobbyists are pouring, in the last decade, they poured over $30 billion over $30 billion to advance Islam in the United States of America. And they are influencing every level, from our political arena, from the American media with their propaganda, Sharia banking with Citicorp and SBC banking. Today they are practicing Sharia banking. And if you don't know what that is, you're in trouble, because one day you will not be able to deal in their banking, unless you have that mark that you practice Sharia Islam. Otherwise, you will starve. For some of you, it looked like 666. In 2006, 2007, the Saudi government poured billions, billions in the United States of America. They even bought, uh, in uh, 06, they bought 6%, uh, uh, 8% of Fox News. And this last year, 07, they bought 8%. Uh, 14% in total of Fox News. They want to shut down that media. Today, their billions are falling in Ivy League universities, colleges, high school, grammar school, 120 curriculum impacting our grammar schools and libraries. They doing it in the name of diversity and multiculturalism. Lobbying our government at every level possible. A lot of our lobbyists are approving things because they sold out to the god of monies. Approximately 40 assault camps in the United States of America. That is 40 assault camps in the United States of America. They're training right here within. The invasion is taking place here within economically and in many different ways. They're about to purchase our stock exchange. They have purchased Oslo Stock Exchange. They have purchased the UK Stock Exchange. Are you listening, people of God? They're about to purchase your stock exchange. They will be leading your financial arena. They're today they're the procurement of enormous stocks in the United States of America and the military and weaponry and IT technology. They bind those corporations where we create weapon. The invasion is within people. 
if they could not hit our towers anymore, then let us buy it and let's change it. The Sharia Banking and Citicorp and SBC Banking acquiring gas stations and businesses three years. They buy it, dump it, they use the law of this land. Pharmaceutical and medical companies. And the Chrysler building just a few weeks ago. And the list goes on. How are we doing on time? Iran recently issued fatwa, which is Sharia law. Any Muslim who convert to anything else will be dead immediately. Now you have two countries in the world, Iran and Saudi Arabia, doing this. Today, the Muslims are trying to put Sharia law in your country, just like Canada, just like England, just like all those places. And by putting Sharia law, they can kill here in your home legally, according to their laws. The Muslim world is today calling for khalifas. They want to unite the whole world run by one, one leader, just like Muhammad did at one time. They want to usher the 12th imam, and in turn, they want to usher the final Christ, the Antichrist, who will become, who will speak in a Muslim tongue, and he will declare that Islam is the truth and the way. Where the, Christ, where the Muslim do not believe that Jesus Christ is died. They do not believe that he is the son of the living God. They don't believe that he rose again. They don't believe in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. They don't believe in any of this. And yet, Christ is coming as a former Muslim. The UK just recently removed the Holocaust out of their educational books and their history books because it offended Islam. How long would it take before they removed the 9-11, the World Trade Center, from our history book because it offends Islam. Israel is on the horizon for us. Israel has fought for America many battles. When we fought against 9-11, when they came and hit us, and we, many of us, went right back to sleep. The greatest two commodity, number one, is alcohol in the United States of America. Number two is mattresses. America loved to drink. America loved to sleep. Israel faced 9-11 daily. Israel is a state of our states, is a homeland. The word of God says, pray for her daily. Daily, not every other day, not once a year. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Because when you pray for their peace, God will bless you. Bless those who bless her, the Lord said. And curse those who curse her. We need to stand with Israel. Today, Israel has been put on the line for us time and time, General. We must fight back with our heart and love and don't stop. <clears throat> our president stood on a, on a White House and he said, Islam is a religion of peace. We worship the same God. Candelisa Wright said the same thing. And he read from the Quran, the peace surah. The thing that where our country fail is when we are not engaged, my people will perish for the lack of knowledge. He did not read the abrogation surah, which is surah 2, 116, 106. And where Allah changed his mind about everything he said in the past, 
He said, I'm the most smart. I'm the most caring. I'm the most understanding. So I changed my mind. And it's called abrogation. And today, Islam is coming to abrogate our world because they believe that they're final religion. The FBI uncovered in the United States of America a huge program. This program is how to weaken this country from within. In Sweden last year, they found a project, you know, the Secret Service, Sweden Secret Service in Stockholm, found a, uh, a program called The Project, How to Infiltrate and Destroy America. These two programs speak in the same language. While America drank and slept, these people built fire and trained. There's so much. I came to the United States of America for the same reason. And we were infiltrating your structures. Statistics shows 20 to 25,000 Americans convert every year to Islam. That's real statistics. And on my way one day, I was traveling and I got in a car wreck. The car wreck was so severe that I cracked my neck, fractured my neck in two places. I fell in a mud hole, could not move my body part. And as I was in the body, you know, right there, this man ran to me and he said, everything's going to be all right. We're going to take care of you. And I'm going to stay with you until it's finished. He assured me that day that everything's going to be all right. And my anger in me, I want to clean up his face as he said that. I want to get out of there, but I could not move. And as I looked in his face, he had this on his face. <laughs> he was smiling. I'm going, what is he smiling about? He took his shirt off, wiped the mud from my face, and he blocked the sun right there from my face. And then the ambulance came, took me to the hospital. This doctor came in the hospital and he read my chart, and then he looked at me and he said, Well, you know, Kamal, everything's going to be all right. And we're going to take care of you. And when he said that, I thought, No! <laughs> He's speaking the same language. And as I looked in his eyes, guess what he had on his face? <laughs> A smile. We have weapon, Christian. Brothers and sisters, we have the love of God inside of us that can change the world. Amen. Two days later, I wake up in the hospital. This doctor walked in and he's a, he worked out. He's doctor of physical therapy. His body had a lot of language. And he read my chart, and he did the same thing. And then he looked at me, and he said, Dude, you have no life. We're going to take care of you. And everything's going to be all right. And I said to myself, Oh, dude, this demon has found me, and they're going to kill me. I'm going to be dead. Because he said, I'm going to be with you until it's finished. Five days later, the first guy from the, my car wreck came to visit me. And I'm sitting in bed right there. And this guy standing right there and he's talking to me. The first doctor walks in. And instead of looking at me and saying, Come on, how are you doing? He said, Steve, what are you doing here? Huh? 
They know each other? Oh, this is the guy I told you about. Oh, I told you about him first. They start arguing. And to make the story even better, the third guy walked in. And now he's walking. Instead of looking at Kamal, Steve, Eddie, what are you guys doing here? Oh, it's conspiracy. It's conspiracy. I'm found. They're going to kill me. And they start fighting who told who first. And they start hugging each other and telling each other, I love you. In that name of that God or Christ. I'm going, oh my God, they are not just Christians. They are foofy Christians. They kiss and hug and tell each other, I love you. Take your hand off him. Don't tell him that you love him. Will you hug him? These men said, your bill's over $60,000, Kamal. 1985. You can do so much with $60,000. Maybe two home and two 31 flavors. <laughs> with this, they were arguing who's going to take me to his home to take care of me. One doctor won because his wife was head nurse at one time. This story changed my life. They took me to their home and their three kids ran to me and now they lay hand on me and crying out, Uncle Kamal, Uncle Kamal, Uncle Kamal, welcome home. And I'm going like, I'm not your uncle. Don't call me Uncle Kamal. And they start doing the Jesus prayer as they laid their little hands on me. You see, I was trained to kill a man in three seconds. I was trained to dive and invade Haifa and take my troops and kill Israelis. I was trained to plant bombs. I was trained to mix chemicals. I was trained to shoot Russians, jets, and Afghani skies down. I was trained to kill the Syrian intelligent bath in their Syria. I was trained to train the elite in Libya to invade the world. And I had many black seeds. I was trained to fight every giant. But this giant of love that came in my presence, I don't know how to grab him. I don't know how to put my hand around him. I don't know how to bring him down. That giant of love was so pure that he captured me with the little hands praying the Jesus prayer. To God be the glory. Here's the thing. A few days later, a few months later, I go home. And as I went to my home, in my bandages and what so have you. Now I'm crying. And I fell on my knees, facing the east window to Mecca. And I cried out with all my heart. As I put my hands up to the heavens, for those who could not see, right there. And I cried out, Allah, Rabbi wa Mawlai, my Lord and my King, Allah. Why have you allowed this to happen to me? Allah, these people are stupid. They're sheep ready to be slaughtered. They're people of love. And it's not what I thought. Allah, why did you put me in their hand? I'm confused. 
Allah, if you are real, speak to me. Guess what Allah said that day? Who said that first? You did? You know him, don't you? <laughs> Allah said nothing. And I thought if I challenge Allah and tell him, I'm done with this. I'm signing out. I don't want this contract. I don't want this program. I'm out of here. And as I did so, I said, if I die today, and I see your face, and you say, Kamal Salim, you're going to hell. Because you killed yourself, I'm going to say, I'd rather go to hell than live and not hear who you truly are. With this, I went in there to clock out for the rest of my life to bring my gun and put it in the right place and kill myself. But that day I heard a voice. If you're not hearing a voice in your life, you need to call on God of heaven and earth and say, I want to hear your voice. And the voice said, come on. It was more comforting than my mother's voice. It was better than my grandmother's arms. And he said, the Muslim believe in God of Father Abraham. The Jews and the Christian believe in God of Father Abraham. Why don't you give God of Father Abraham a chance? For the first time, the creation heard the voice of the Creator. And the two touched. When that happened in your life, your life will never be the same again. You see, how can a crazy, militant Muslim who want to kill us is preaching to us today? Well, I have a story. And his name is Jesus. The Lord that touched me that day changed my life. And I had an encounter with him. And I heard his voice. And today, I want to pray with you for Christ Jesus to intervene on the Muslim behalf. Father God, I thank you for each and every person today. I thank you for blessing them and showing them your favor. I thank you, Father God, for writing this message on the tablet of their heart and their mind. That they will hear your voice in every situation. A voice stranger they will not hear nor follow. Father God, I pray, according to Luke 6 and James 5, Father God, that your word said, love your enemy. Pray for those who hate you and bless those who persecute you. So, Father God, I pray that we will reach out to Ishmael and bring him home to the table of the Most High God where he can feed on a table of the saint and one day we can usher him before your heavenly throne. Father God, bless each and every one and give us safety. In Jesus' holy and mighty name, amen.